everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. I'm Valerie. I'm sorry I was drinking coffee. You jumped into that so fast. <laughs> sorry about that. I was like, I'll just sip while you talk. So uh, so this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm tuned in, I swear. I'm here. I'm here with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> You know, I had just recently edited the, what was it, Faith episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you were talking about the altar. Um, yeah. And what <laughs> the, the, items what was possibly could have been on it. Uh -huh. I hate to burst your no! joyous bubble. I, I do not believe those are anal beads. <laughs> not even very small ones? No. Because I I was curious after I reheard that and um, remembered us talking sides? about it. They were laying on both It's sides? one necklace with like a charm in the middle connecting the two with just huge beads on it. Okay. I could see gonna... where, I could definitely see where you thought they were anal beads because they I, do look, look suspiciously like them. Should but... I, should I change our social media posts? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, uh, well... <laughs> well at least somebody went and checked <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was hoping it would be somebody other than my co-podcaster but i'm sorry but after listening to that i was like okay i have to i have to check uh but but no what what i i believe it is is giant ass giant... necklace okay not an ass necklace but a giant ass necklace <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact checking. Did you notice, however, um, that we missed something on one of our previous podcasts? I put it on social media and I don't know Is if you saw it. Is it the EMF one? Yes. I didn't notice and I didn't check either to see if it was the same one or not. It It's clearly not the Walkman that he made for Phantom Menace. But I also think it may have been it may have been new since Asylum when they were first walking through the asylum yeah. with that EMF detector. Yeah. I think that may have been the new model, and we just mm -hmm. right over because we we're so like agog over ghosts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That we missed the new technology, but clearly a brand new EMF detector mm. in uh, Scarecrow. And I kicked myself a little bit for not having picked that up, but well, only because we you... made. I, huh? I Am I going to be okay? <laughs> We're growing and learning as we go, and I have to accept yeah. the fact that my dog is barking. So, yes, I will be okay. And I, I enjoy finding things that we've missed before. All right, season one, episode 14, Nightmare. The brothers pose as priests to gather information at a house visited by sudden death, a death Sam saw in a dream. But precognition may just be the start of preternatural powers Sam suddenly possesses. Written by our favorite team, Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker, and directed by Phil Screecha. I love like you put an Italian swing on, <laughs> on the names. <laughs> you know, I feel so... Um... <laughs> Was it trained almost to <laughs> pronounce Italian words the Italian way? Or I'm oh my gosh, to get we dreamed Capasso and Corvino. Are you kidding? 
I would just get reamed if I say mozzarella instead of mozzarella, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or just mozzarella. But Mutz. God forbid if I say mozzarella. You're like, I'm an American from Kansas. Like, I, yes. <laughs> I feel like a douche if I say it like in the Italian way. Right? Because you, know you know sound I mean? like one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not, you. Not <laughs> yeah. you specifically, but... Yeah, but people who pronounce the foreign words the correct way. It's like, what do you do? Do you do it the correct way? And Do you have bruschetta? Yes, we have bruschetta. (laughs) Well, no, that one I will say bruschetta because that's the word I've learned that really grinds their gears. (laughs) All of them. Michael, Michael, my bosses, this all of them. Bruschetta is the thing. So, uh, Sammy, we're gonna. I'm gonna start you off with a uh, with the map quest moment. Um, Great. And it, uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Mm-hmm. You ever been there? Nope. Nope. Me neither. I have been to Michigan. <laughs> yes, Saginaw, I have not as so well. much. No. <laughs> no, I I've been to Detroit and Grand Rapids, and I think. That's oh yes, it. Grand Rapids. Yep. Yep. So, uh, sorry, Saginaw, you have not been graced by our presence. Yeah, the director with- is from Michigan. Um, I think it was the director. Oh. Yeah, yeah, was. Philip Skrichas. Yes, yes, he was, yes. and so he was excited, you know, to film in, yes. or, you know, quote unquote, he, film in Michigan. <laughs> he um he was so excited that he had his sister send him some stuff from Michigan yep. that he could put on the set. Yeah, in the <laughs> hotel. Items. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's like um I think one of the neighbors is wearing a baseball hat that says Michigan on it, and then later on there's a scene where there's a coffee mug next to the couch and it's a michigan coffee mug yeah yeah and um. uh and they use well you you don't know this because of the netflix but they use bob Seeger a couple of times in the episode who is from detroit oh from detroit right mm-hmm. oh that's great mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great and that's the only shout out for saginaw that that we got that's yeah <laughs> that's, <Sorry. laughs> that's it. so um so the episode starts with a guy coming home he's like he he's he pulls into his garage the garage door shuts behind him without him doing it and suddenly like the car uh, like the locks go down the windows mm-hmm. roll up and his car starts filling up with like uh exhaust like carbon dioxide yes right yeah he he turns the car off but then it turns back on by itself and this car is not letting him get out you know he right. tries to unlock it he tries to turn it off but the the key breaks inside the ignition, yeah he breaks the key I think. off right yeah. he's screaming for help choking to death like suffocating to death inside this car what i thought was mm-hmm. weird is that at one point it looked like there was somebody watching him like while he was screaming for help Mm-hmm. It looked like there was somebody from, like, the not outside the garage, but, like, in the house looking through the garage window. Oh. It looked like there was somebody watching him. Oh. Um, um, but that's it. I mean, suddenly, like, he dies, and you see yeah. him dead. Uh-huh. And then suddenly we see Sam. Yes. It does, it does a little, like, flashy thing. Yeah. Um, signaling that this was a vision from Sam. So he wakes up in a frenzy, you know, because this was his nightmare. Uh, <laughs> get it because it's the title clever titles <laughs> yes they're so smart with the titles of these episodes mm. and he wakes dean up like in a rush and says we gotta go to michigan we, we gotta, gotta go go yeah and sam's like i mean dean's like what what is it we gotta go we're not even gonna explain it just get in the car we gotta go yep. um uh, just fyi when they leave that hotel room <clears throat> Sunburst clock on the wall of that motel yes, room. Yes, so. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I 
did see it this time, actually. I spy. Yeah. That's Sunburst Cop. And for anyone who doesn't understand, this means nothing. It is just a recurring set dressing that happens a lot. Yeah, it's Superman. like the in their boxo props that they have yep. for motel rooms. They're like, oh, yeah, let's it's, just sew yeah, this up like, on the wall. <laughs> it's like a pineapple. It's just something that yes. set dressers try to work into if not every episode, every season. So yeah, so it's starting to show up more and more. Okay. <laughs> I do want to put. I want to call a shout out to the camera work, um, or the editing work, I guess, that mm -hmm. zoomed into the lamp that had only one light bulb in it, um, in the motel room, and then it immediately cut to the headlamp of the car when they're oh, the Impala. Know, yeah, rushing into yeah. you know, rushing to Michigan, rushing off to Michigan. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was like yeah. it, was, it was a weird little lamp. It had just like it had mm -hmm. two separate heads, and one of them <laughs> had one one bulb on, one bulb out. It totally looked like the front end of the car. So that was pretty cool. So um, while they're driving, Sam impersonates a cop uh, and calls nine one one. Yeah, Detective McCready is persona number one of this episode. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, use, using the license plate number that he saw in his vision as a clue um, to try and find out the address of this person. Yeah, and Dean's like, what? This this isn't going to do anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's not going to match yeah. up. You're not going to find anything. Yeah. You're not having these visions. Mm -hmm. It was just a nightmare. Yes. But he still does drive faster when Sam prompts him. You know, when he says, how far to Michigan, you know, how far to Saginaw? two hours drive faster drive and he faster. does yeah even though he's yeah dean is he's not, not buying fully it. Totally believing not buying it. yeah but the one little kernel of truth is he the cops do get back to sam and say mm -hmm. you know here's the address meaning the yeah. license plate you saw in your head is real <laughs> checks out is real yeah exactly exactly so good for dean for just being the brother and yep driving mm -hmm. so they do but, reach the house but they yeah. are too late they see you know body bag being loaded up into the ambulance yeah they see the family like the grieving family out front and uh, they kind of it's like all the neighbors are outside mm -hmm. you know everyone's gonna watch the you know the car crash so to speak you know and there's a very helpful neighbor lady who's explaining all the backstory about you know this man and he never would have killed himself and oh this family must be oh you know so distraught and I can't there's there's two moments in this episode that I can't help but that get ruined because I've seen outtakes <laughs> from oh. these scenes <laughs> it's not a bad thing it's just me it's yeah. like I'm watching the serious scene and and uh you know Jared Padalecki as Sam is really torn up a that they were too late to save this yeah. man you know because Sam seems to think that he's seen these visions to save people because yeah, that's for Sam. a reason and two just the the seriousness of, of a man being murdered mysteriously in the house and the the scene where the helpful neighbor lady is telling sam all these details suddenly jared's nose just starts running and he like <laughs> grabs his face and he's trying to like stop snot from running and he's like oh god <laughs> you know, he's like snot is just running out of my face gross so, and so I'm like watching the serious scene on the, you know, on TV, but all I keep replaying in my head is like, I'm waiting for him to grab his face and have snot run yeah. out of it. But so. <laughs> so not an outtake, but funny things that happen in real life because yeah. they're real people and yeah. They're yeah. working outside in the cold in Canada. Mm -hmm. 
so when he's not all snotted up, Sam is worried about his premonitions, why he's having them if he can't save them in time. And Dean is being a good brother and comforting him, but also telling him that he looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> and he does look a bit fatigued, I will admit. Yes. yes. But he says, you know what, okay, we'll go talk to them in the morning. You know, we'll check it out. We'll, we'll do all the things that we usually do in these situations just to see what's going on. You can tell that Dean is, while he's kind of joking and being lighthearted about this, he is concerned about yeah. Sam. He's yeah. starting to get some more deeper concerns. Yeah, yeah. But Sam notes that, you know, look at their look at this family. They're distraught. They're not going to want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and, and then Dean makes this little face. And the next <laughs> thing you see <laughs> are the St. Winchesters. <laughs> <laughs> I know who they'll open up to. The clergy. Oh, my Enter God. Sam and Dean dressed as priests. And I just want to say to the creators, thank you for this. Yeah. <laughs> Same time. Who would ever believe that these two guys are priests? I know. I Sam mean, with his glorious hair. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Dean with his swagger. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah exactly. But thank you. I do appreciate oh. every moment of them in the, yes. in the cloth. And even, I think it's Sam who's just like... <laughs> This is a whole new low for us. And, <laughs> yes. And I wrote a new low indeed. <laughs> <laughs> At least they admitted. So they go to the house where there's the the wake, I'm assuming, or the, um, uh, it's not the wake, it's the... Reception. Reception, thank you. Yeah, so this is the, uh, I hate to say it though, this is the second time that I was watching this scene but in my mind, I was seeing an outtake because they, uh, Sam and Dean walk up to the house and they're dressed as priests. They ring the doorbell and, you know, I think it's the, uh, the brother opens the door to mm -hmm. the priests and uh, you're supposed to see, you know, Sam and Dean in their full collars and black clothes. And they say, hi, we're, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, mm -hmm. but in the outtake, they're not wearing their full blacks. They're wearing their collars and the black shirts, but they're wearing like ripped muscle <laughs> shirts instead. So their arms, their like biceps are exposed. And the guy, so the brother opens the door and it's it's Jensen and Jared standing there looking like Chippendale strippers. And they're like, hi, you know, I'm Gene. This is Ace. You know, we're new Chippendales dancers. We just moved in next door. And I'm like, oh, I can't stop seeing that. So this time, when, like when I when I watched it and the door opened and they were in their regular costumes and it wasn't the outtake, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do introduce themselves as um, as Father Simmons and Freely, which yeah. which is guitarist and bassist from Kiss, the band Kiss. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even in the outtakes, they stick to it. Yeah, they stick to their character, <laughs> right? <laughs> So I, I have to, did I ever tell you when I um, first moved to LA, I had to go and, you know, I was all excited to get my new driver's license. And so I went to the DMV and I want to say it was in like East LA. I don't know why I ended up going there, but standing in line behind me was Gene Simmons. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and I remember kind of looking around because the DMV is a scary place to begin with. Yeah. You know? And I just remember like standing and it was when you like stood in light and you get to go sit and, you know, stuff like that. You stood in line. Mm -hmm. And I remember kind of looking behind me and I was like, oh, the guy's got some big 80s hair going on there. And then I went, 
back again. I was like, oh my god, it's Gene Simmons from Kiss. Wow. So. <laughs> was this pre or post all plastic surgery that he got done? It was pre. Oh, okay. This was this was uh, yeah, quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the brother opens the door to Dean and Sam, and is a complete dick. Them. Yeah, he's not into this God thing at all. He said, at you know, all. just, you know, whatever. I just, my brother just died. Leave me the F alone. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> no pun intended, but who does that? And then enter Aunt Zelda. Yay. <laughs> Aunt Zelda. Beth Broderick from yes. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Although um, in this, her name is Alice, not Aunt Zelda, Alice. but. That is definitely the the only thing that I really know her from, to be honest with you, or the thing right. that I associate with her, as and she has as such a dis people, yeah. distinctive voice. <clears throat> yes, and she sounded like Aunt Zelda the entire time. She did, <laughs> minus the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's nice to the the fathers, the Saint Winchesters, and she walks them <laughs> in their home. <laughs> Sorry, I just love that the Saint Winchesters. <laughs> tickles me sammy it tickles me dean dean is a bit much with his godliness <laughs> we are all god's children oh god although he does go straight for a little smoky on the couch notes the snacks and it said ooh, ooh, snacks i love this because it's kind of the beginning of us noticing dean will eat food that's put in front of him yes any Free kind food, of food snacky food yep cocktail long, weenies on toothpicks yeah. But Alice takes solace in the fact that they are there, though. You know, she's like, oh, thank you so much for being here. This really means a lot. She's really taken aback um, that they are there. Sam goes off to speak with Max, who is the son of Alice and uh, the guy who just died. Jim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jim Miller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she says, you know, Max found him. Max is the yeah. one who found him, and he's having a hard time. So, yes. so yeah, so Sam, Sam brings his bedside manner. <laughs> yes, straight to Max. Straight and Dean, <laughs> Dean tries his best bedside manner with Alice, but <laughs> goes straight for the haunted house approach. You know, it's like, oh, are there any like leakies or noises or faulty, you know, strange wiring. things going on? And yeah. she's like, no, the house is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. He can't get anywhere. <laughs> so he's like, enough of this. Enough of me trying to find the answers by talking to somebody. Let me just go and snoop the house. You know, yes. So, you know, where's but, the can? <laughs> yeah. But takes another cocktail weenie on his way up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him do that. Did he really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Even it's just like, oh, I'm going to take another one. Thank you for, for those great snacks. <laughs> As a priest would. Sam is talking to Max. Mm. Tries connecting yeah. with him, you know, being his his calm Sam self, and you know shares the you know losing a parent is a really hard thing, especially when you don't have all the answers. And yeah, he's really sympathetic. Yes, very much so. While Dean is upstairs, and pulls out a whatever the hell that fancy <laughs> device was, an infrared thermal scanner. Yes, which... as he reveals later. But at the time, I was just like, where did you what? get this thing? There's like right. green lasers pointing lasers out of it. There's a, there's a, a screen. Digital and... readout. <laughs> yeah. It's like you went from a Walkman, you know, jerry-rigged <laughs> to be an EMF detector. And now you've got this like Ghostbusters laser beam tractor thing. And very sneaky about how he pulls it out. He's like, 
Yep, <laughs> from his priest robes. <laughs> I guess you can hide a lot of things in there, though. It probably hides a lot. <laughs> uh, so he scans mm. the room with this fancy device, uh, but nothing is registering. And so then Sam pops up and says, yep, nothing here. I don't know. So then they leave. And the next scene, and I loved this, they went f from being priests to uh, cleaning out their arsenal, their weapon arsenal. <laughs> In right. this Bass Pro Shop motel. <laughs> There's so much taxidermy. I know. <laughs> in this motel room. And you're right. They go literally go from like clean cut priests to now they're back being Sam and Dean in jeans and, you know, t-shirts. And not that they're dirty. No. But, yeah. And, but back in their element. You know, they're back yeah. in the, the motel. Cleaning out their guns and their knives. Their... There are many guns. There are many knives. Many guns. And Sam is back to doing his research. You know, he's got he's got the computer out. There's papers on the bed. So he's in research mode, whereas Dean is just like there was nothing in the house. There was nothing there. You know, it's maybe time to move on. And he's ready to just clean the weapons, put everything back in the car and go. Then Sam is, you know, trying to verbally work things out in his um, to his brother. You know how you do sometimes when you don't know something, you say, OK, here's the thing. You know, first there's this and then there's this. Right. But while he's doing this, he starts having, like, a massive headache, but it, it, it's visually painful, you know? Yeah. Like, he's got his hands to his his forehead, you know, pinching in between yeah. his eyes, and going, ah. Dean sees this. Ah. Mm -hmm. Dean, find, like, puts the gun down. He's like, what's wrong? And it's concerned. Yeah. It's not like, dude, what are you doing? It's like, what's yeah. wrong? And then he, like, gets up because Sam collapses onto the floor. I mean, not, like, onto his face, but, you know, collapses down onto his knees, and he's grabbing his head, and Sam's yeah. like, I mean, Dean's like, oh, what is wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's my head. It's my head. My head. And, and then you see the, the cue, we'll say the camera cue of a vision, that little, like, white flash or whatever. Yeah. And it's Roger, who is the dick brother-in-law. <laughs> Um, or brother, I guess. Brother-in-law to Alice, brother to dead Jim. Brother to Jim, yeah. So he's in his kitchen, he's drinking a beer, and you see, like, this shadow or this form pass It was, like, the... from Asylum, right? Yeah. Like, that mm -hmm. dark in shadow of... passes in front of the camera. Yes, and he doesn't notice it. He's oblivious to it. Um, his window opens by itself, and he kind of looks at it says okay that's kind of weird closes the window locks it very deliberately and turns away again and continues putting away his groceries but then the window unlocks itself <laughs> opens itself and now he's like okay this is weird puts down his beer <laughs> Yeah, just very this, kind is, of... this is when you're like yelling at the TV, you know, it's like it just unlocked and opened itself. You don't yeah. go and investigate it. Right. Yeah. If my, like, oh. if my apartment window ever did that, I would yeah, be out of there in two minutes. <laughs> Sammy sized hole in the door, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, oh, you're Felix. <laughs> That's my super's name. <laughs> But yeah, like what person in the right mind? Okay, he's not in his right mind because he's a he doesn't believe things. Mm -hmm. Right, that's good, Sammy. He doesn't believe things. That's good. Um, yeah, so he goes to the window and instead of like just closing it, closing it again and, and just being like, okay, fine. It, it sometimes windows do spring open at those old windows with bad springs. <laughs> but he sticks his head out the window. And not well, only he tried. He did try. He did try to close it, and it wouldn't budge. Like oh, he, I he's, that. he's just like, 
you know, makes the face like, oh, I'm trying as hard as I can to close it, and then it doesn't close. Oh, so then that's what makes him, that? I don't know, but that's what makes him stick his head through the window and be like, what the hell is going on here? But anyway, he sticks his head through the window and kind of turns the face up to, you know, check it out. See, so like, what can I fix here? Um, but then the window closes by itself and is like, chop, chop. And yeah, it, it doesn't just close, it guillotines him. Yes. <laughs> it's not like me. Close. Yeah. It's not yeah. like my windows, which takes, you know, the weight of three people pulling on them yeah. to actually close. Um, yeah, guillotines and blood spalooshes mm-hmm. everywhere. Now, thankfully, thank you, Supernatural, for not showing us his decapitated head or his, you know, body without the head. It was just right. blood sploosh, and that's where, like, okay. Yeah, they just kind of show his head kind of falling into the window box, <laughs> the planter box that's outside of the window. With dead plants in it. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, they don't focus on it. It's not about the gore. I mean, it's not about the gore of the body, thankfully. Yay! Yes. But yeah. a, a splatter <laughs> to put in yes. the record books Yeah. supernatural. Yeah. Put in the old scrapbook splatter so book. This is, so this hasn't happened yet because this is a Sam's vision. vision still right. that he's had while he's awake, which he's never had before. Right. But 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 they do go off to find you know Sam's on the phone again trying to find Roger's address and they get it. Yeah, Sam's like, yeah, it's happening again. Yeah, we have to go. It's happening again. Yeah, Dean's cracking jokes about the car upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna hurl, let me know. I'll pull over. Yeah, <laughs> you know he can't you know. go five minutes without cracking a joke about something about something but, Let, let's change the topic it's not so serious you're not having visions and people yeah. aren't dying and but sam is legitimately worried here he's starting to be like what is happening to me because these are more intense they're more frequent they're getting more painful now they're happening mm-hmm. while i'm awake i am very he doesn't say that he's scared but you could tell that he is scared yeah um, well, and dean is like this is this is just another thing don't worry about it and sam says tell me this doesn't freak you out yeah and dean says lying because we can see it in his eyes this doesn't freak me out yeah you know yeah. trying to just calm sam down yeah and sam also mentions like it's never been us and it's never been in the family like this right. you know which i think is scaring sam and also scaring dean although he doesn't want to admit it yet you know right but they so- do get to roger's place Yep. Uh, he's walking towards his apartment building with grocery bag in hand. And they're like, hey, Roger. And he's just like, no, get away from me. <laughs> what are you, missionaries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, driving an Impala. <laughs> yeah. They're missionaries. In their leather and denim jackets. Or <laughs> but he still, uh, like, runs into his apartment, locks the door, and doesn't let them in. He's not listening to them. Because they're like, we want to help you. We have to listen to us. You have to, you know. And he wants nothing to do with it. And so I, I have to say, I loved this next sequence. Oh, I did too. I, I loved the the music, the cinematography, the set itself. Mm-hmm. This, um, it, it reminds me of one of the things I miss a lot about New York. Um, yeah. Which is the, the topography of um, fire escapes. I know that's a yeah. weird word to use. <laughs> but the fire escapes in New York are something to see. They are. They're unlike anything it's, else I've ever seen in, in my it's, travels across country. It just, when I see, whenever I see um, fire escapes, it just makes me think of New York. Mm-hmm. And it's not as a detractor to the building, it's architecture, you know? So yeah. this scene where Sam and Dean, like, kick open the, 
the gate to the building and they're jumping over fences. Yay for jumping over fences. Yep. And then they go storming up the fire escapes. And the cinematography is so good. It is. It really looks like an action movie. The yes. way that this was shot and edited and the lighting and and everything. And I was just, just like, this is really impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, great lighting. There's a little bit of atmosphere, like a little bit of smoke in the air, just a little bit. The lighting is really intense, which which um, mirrors the intensity of Sam and Dean trying to rescue this man, trying to get yeah. to this man to rescue him from himself, basically. Yes. And unfortunately, while they are running up these stairs with all the cool camera shots and everything, you can hear the window. Track. Yeah, the shking, thump. Yeah. You know, the chop chop. The, the guillotine. Yeah. yeah. They, they are like seconds too late from saving yep. this guy. Because they get there, it's like only a couple more flights up. I was going to say, a part of me thinks that it happened sooner because of them. Mm. only because i would think that had he um if we're looking at the same vision yeah um had he been aware of sam and dean trying to get into his apartment building he i don't think he would have been as like casual with the beer and the groceries you know what i mean i think something sped things mm, up maybe that's just something and and that's just something i thought about i was like maybe maybe the timeline changed a little bit because of their involvement Possibly. I mean, we'll never know because the nope. camera wasn't in there at the time. <laughs> but that's a good. That's a good thought. That's a good. Uh, so they're seconds too late. They see all the blood splatter. They see his. I'm assuming his head in the planter. Um, they are aware enough to wipe down the fingerprints on the fire escape oh, where the they are. Escape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while Dean goes inside of the apartment to just check it out and see what's going on. And doesn't find anything. <laughs> and Sam is adamant that he saw a shape. They were formed something. It was like there was something else or someone something else. Something there with the mm -hmm. dick brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roger. We should just stop calling him that. But his name is Roger, <laughs> the brother. Yeah. But he's dead now. So. Yes. But yeah. So again, doubt, doubt in Dean's head. Mm -hmm. You know. There was nothing there. So it's not that Dean doesn't believe things aren't happening, but it's whatever they they were thinking was happening has changed. Yeah. But they also infer that whatever it is, it's not necessarily connected to the house since this is a different house. Yeah. Completely yeah. different building. But maybe, yeah, so the, maybe family. It's the family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or the specifically the males of this family. Like maybe it's a vengeful spirit or a curse, you know, something. Yeah. You know, they're just kind of throwing things to the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> right, right. And what's funny is that a couple of the things they, they they threw out there were like not even like if you were to look them up, like banshees, that's not yeah. something that's gonna, you know, follow a a family and a what did he say? An Angiers or an Angier? I don't or... know because I watched it with subtitles and they didn't put it in the it didn't subtitles. Say it? No, I... it just said Banshee. Oh, because I think he says Angier or He Angiers. does. He says, yeah, he says something before he says Banshee, but and I have no I... idea what it is. And <laughs> neither okay, this do is... the subtitles. Okay, I, I, I'm that person, Sammy. Mm -hmm. I went and I looked up things that sounded like what he said until yeah. I found what it was. <laughs> Um, and I did, it took me a little while, but whatever it was, Angiers, it, that's referring to 
a live child made from two dead souls. So basically two zombies. Uh, So the living dead had a living child. That's what that was. I was like, how does that even fit (laughs) in this? Um, And why did I take so long? (laughs) Why did I try? Why does it matter to me so much? But I did the deep dive. Yeah, one of those researches where you're like, this was absolutely not worth it. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, even Netflix let it go with the subtitles. This isn't even worth it. Not even worth typing it into. No. A subtitle. Okay, Valerie, note to self. So anyway, okay. Sam Sam cracks that they are connected because both their families are cursed. <laughs> right. And Dean's like, no, we just have dark spots. <laughs> We're not cursed. Our family just has dark spots. <laughs> Sam's and like, Sam's yeah, like, but are, they're, pretty, they're pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is like, you're dark. You're dark, yeah. No, oh, my God. I... <laughs> I got in trouble with my mom once for <laughs> saying something like that. You know, using, I forget that what tone. it was. That tone, yeah. She said something, and I said, you're something. And uh. I got ripped apart. I mean, this was like five years ago, right? <laughs> so it's you not, were an adult, and she <laughs> was an adult. <laughs> and like... The speed of which I was, I was just kidding. It's a thing I, people just say, like, you know, your mom goes to college. It's just a thing that she's, you know. Right. Your mom works at Walmart. What? <laughs> <laughs> come on. We're just doing the thing. Oh, God. No. Mom no, doesn't play that, huh? <laughs> no, my parents do not have any concept of, um, uh, uh flippancy? <laughs> no, pop culture flip, flippancy. Oh. No. <laughs> I can see that. So I've I never tried that once. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they decide they better, no matter what, they need to go and check on Max. Yes, because they think that he is next since he's, he's the right. only male of the family. The family yeah. that yeah. things are happening to. Right. So they go back as the St. Winchesters. Um, <laughs> you laugh every time you say that. Mac, I thought that Max seemed a little uh, lighter when they spoke to him. You know, he wasn't as moody as the first time around you know this time he was a, a little, little bit, bit like relaxed until they you know they're they're kind of speaking to him about his family and he mentions like oh yeah he used to live next door and dean asks oh well, what do you remember about that house are there any good memories and you can see the shift in max's face you oh, know where he's yeah. just like um, oh, the house shuts down. Yeah, yeah. Memories of back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Yep. He's visibly on edge, but yep. still says, "Nope, we were totally normal. We're, yep. We were happy. happy. It's fine. Yep. It's fine." And Dean uh, <laughs> is like, "No, that that was not fine. <laughs> that was not fine." Yeah. So Sam and Dean off to the side. Nope. <laughs> yeah. We need to go check out that that house uh, from his past. And I have to say, they're pretty good detectives. I mean, they are. They are. For as much crap as we give them on this TV show, mm-hmm. you know, their their instincts are, about uh, human nature, are pretty, yeah, exactly. So Sam and Dean uh, go out to the old neighborhood, and uh, they happen to find a neighbor uh, who's outside um, with the Michigan hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and thankfully is, is willing to answer questions. Yeah, he's very open, and uh, 
you know, they mentioned like, oh, it's the Millers, you know, they used to have a little, you know, kid named Max, maybe he was about, you know, yay big, and the neighbor says like, how is that poor kid? Yeah. Which makes him go, excuse me? Right, and, it's not the happy home that we just heard about? Mm, no. Um, he says like, oh man, that kid got beaten all the time by his dad, like he would, he was just a mean drunk who would beat on him, his brother would join in. Yep. And then he says the the worst part is that uh, his stepmother never did anything, never stepped in. She What did he say? He said, um, but it makes it sound like she was standing there watching this yeah. abuse at certain yeah. times. If yeah. the neighbor yeah. saw it, it wasn't just like he didn't just hear it. He saw it. Yeah. Um, and, he witnessed... and he even called the cops, he said. He said he called the cops yeah. like seven or eight times, but yeah. nothing ever got resolved. Nothing ever came of it. And... Uh, it, what got me in this once one instance, though, and I will say, um, you know, he says the worst part is even though he witnessed these two grown men physically beating this child, he says the mm -hmm. worst part is that the stepmother didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I will just take one bit of uh, I don't like that that was the worst part in his mind because he doesn't know. You know, no one really knows. Mm -hmm. If there's one person who's abusive in the family who's abusing one person, maybe she was being abused as well and couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and I'll just put that out there as we don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't know why she didn't help him. You know, it yeah. could could have been because she was also abused. It also could be that she just didn't do it. Yeah. But I would like to say, that, you know, maybe the neighbor could have, you know, chosen Physically ones. stepped in. Well, not necessarily. Oh, I see, I see what you mean. You never, I, I was going you know, a different route with that. Sorry. Oh no, I just meant in his in his vision of what was happening, he made her the bad guy because she yeah. didn't do anything to stop it, as opposed mm -hmm. to the men who were actually physically doing the bad thing. Yeah, that's not saying that excuses her, mm -hmm. but he, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So that's all. I just I I took um, umbrance. To that mm -hmm. particular uh, adage that she was the bad guy, I I, I have to say I didn't um, I I didn't automatically think of that. I was just like, man, what an awful woman! You know, they automatically was <laughs> which like is probably what we were supposed Alice. to think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I also I just want to clarify. I have been watching a ton of Law and Order SVU mm. um, lately. Yeah. So it's never what you think it is. And sometimes it is the woman. Sometimes the woman is the the right. the perp, you know. Right. <laughs> right? So, because at this, you're right. At this point, we really don't know. We no. don't know what the entire backstory is. No. And but this um, is what the writers wanted us to think was like these two guys beat up this kid so bad they broke his arm twice. Apparently, to right. the you know from the neighbor, and she didn't do anything about it. Right. So she was probably involved in it as well. Yes, she doesn't seem like she would be the type to do that, but maybe no. that's because we like her as Aunt Zelda. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe she's know. just too sim uh, sympathetic of a, a an actress or maybe, a woman you know or what? a person. That's a, that's a good point because I did find myself throughout this episode yeah. wanting to defend her. Yeah, and not because of anything she's shown us in the episode. Yeah, because she hasn't shown us anything. <laughs> you know, no. except you know, come in, sit down, you know, eat my cocktail weenies. Yeah. One, they learned that this is the stepmother and not his actual mother because they've been oh, led to believe, right. like up until this point, that it you was know, this mother. was the mother. Right. And then directly after, or you know, while they're talking to the neighbor, then Sam starts to have one of his like 
painful headaches again. You can see him again grabbing his head and like it sharp intakes of breath. Yeah. Yeah. Dean's like, and eh, we're leaving. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so then this vision, you see the little flash of light. Oh, Alice yeah. is in the kitchen. She's chopping veggies with this huge ass knife. And <laughs> Max has, you know, they're in the middle of a conversation. Max has approached her about something and, and she's just like, I never did anything. He's like, exactly. You never did anything. And she's not looking at him. Yeah, she's just chopping veggies. Yeah. She's not yeah. noticing his state of agitation and yeah. anguish. She's just, right. uh, which kind of shows us about her character, is that she's right. not listening to him. She's not hearing yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And then you see the knife raise up from the cutting board by itself. You know, and it, it, there's like a visual cue that you can kind of tell Max is doing this telekinetically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Raising it up, and then it moves towards Alice, and it kind of forces her against the wall. Right. Um, I know. I have a hard enough time with people putting contacts in their eyes. I can't <laughs> imagine. Because this knife, like, it slowly goes, like, all the way up to her eyeball. Yeah, it pierces a welled-up tear that's, you know, like just there in her duct. Her, yes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> that was <sighs> a very... I liked that effect a that lot. That was a great like, effect. <laughs> Which is why I can forgive them for the hokiness, unfortunately, of the floating knife <laughs> CGI or or fishing line effect. It, I, I get what they were going for, but I was like, oh, yeah. that looks really bad. I know, but network <laughs> but TV, that effect, you know, they don't have the money for, like, nice. Yeah. But you're right, that teardrop with the knife point that yeah. close to her eyeball that it just, it pierces her tear and makes it run down her face was that was pretty mm -hmm. pretty rad that was pretty mm -hmm. cool he says for all the times you just stood there and watched and pretended like it wasn't happening oh. like max says that to her you know in his moist way this is where he just is moist for the rest of the episode <laughs> he's <know>? quite clammy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's quite damp and he's juiced like he's he's not frothing but he has no. a lot of he, he's kind of lost control of his Liquids. <laughs> orifices, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have like you know snot running down his face. No, but his mouth is—he's like spitting, and he's, yeah. you know, his eyes are weeping, and yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's very moist, <laughs> yeah. and clammy. And she tries to apologize, but Max doesn't accept it because she he thinks that she just wasn't—he thinks that she just doesn't want to die at, yeah. at yeah, night. You're not because, sorry. You just yeah. don't want to die. Yeah, and and he kills her. He yep, runs the knife with his mind right through her brain. Yep. Right through her skull. And pins Is it through her, her to eyeball? the wall. Oh, and, oh, oh, God. So all my thanks for them not showing us, like, the severed head prior. When they showed this, I was like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank them that they didn't show what they wanted to show, which there was a deleted oh. scene, or rather oh. a, um, an altered scene. They showed the knife physically slicing through the eyeball. You know, what they show on TV, it's suggested, you know, that it sliced through her eyeball. But there they showed the They actually the knife. showed the viscera going, Ooh, yes. oh, gosh. This is one of two altered deleted? scenes. Yeah, oh, deleted. altered. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to say d deleted because it, it was the same scene but shown in a Just different way. Different way. Okay. Yeah. So you were able to see the, the altered scene? It was on the DVD, yeah. Oh, no, ah. it was on the DVD, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. In either scene, she's dead. So right. so Sam has seen this vision of Max killing her. Yes. And he's like, yes. oh my god, it's Max. Yeah. Max has been killing people. I just saw yeah. him do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how's he doing? Uh, telekinesis. But they head back to the house. They just know they have to stop it. He realizes it. He's now like, oh, I'm connected to Max more so than the Millers because we both have these weird abilities. You know, he's got telekinesis. I've got premonitions or whatever the hell you want to call them. Right, right. Dean doesn't care. He just wants to kill Max. Because he's evil at this point. Yeah. But Sam's not up for it. You know, he's more empathetic to his situation. You know, he says. He's like me. He's like me. He's a person. He had this thing done to him. Let's, Let's save him. Yeah, that and, you know, suffering through all these, you know, this child abuse, you know, right. he can understand why he would want to kill all these people. He's right. empathetic to his situation, I think. Does not want to kill him and makes Dean promise that he'll follow his lead. Dean yeah. agrees, but still He's takes like, the gun from gonna, the glove yeah. box. <laughs> make sure he doesn't hurt anybody else, so I'm yeah. bringing a gun to a yeah. knife fight. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> clever. <laughs> and this, I, I love this. They rush to the house and they kick in the front door before um, Max has a chance to kill um, Alice. And it's like, so they kick in the front door mm-hmm. and Max turns. He's like, "What are you guys doing here?" And yeah. Alice is like, "Fathers," and they're not dressed as priests anymore. You know. No. <laughs> they're in there sam and dean wear i just that kind of made me giggle in that moment i was like if someone kicks in your front door and it's people who used to be dressed as priests and all you have to say is fathers and what are you doing here <laughs> but also that must have been like sam and dean did not think this through really not that they had time to really think about it or to get dressed as how do we as do this priests. yeah 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 but you know it must have been a Oh, right. We were priests oh. with this family. <laughs> you know? Right? Right? Like, oh, okay. Next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do this again. So they convince Max, you know, like, hey, we just want to talk to you outside for a minute. You know, let's just. Yeah, let, let's just do a talk. And they've been nothing but nice to him to anyway. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't right. Max continue to want to talk to them right although i think he is a little jarred because you know because of what he was about to do you know that plan was still in his head to do that right. i don't think right. he does look a... back at the knife he does look yeah. back at the knife like all right uh, I'll back to it but let's I'll yeah go and, let's go talk to these guys mm-hmm. um but as they're leaving back to the front door uh max catches in the mirror by the front door uh he can see that dean has a gun in his waistband yeah, that was smart. That was a yep. smart kid. And he's like, you're not priests. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Slam wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> priests don't carry guns, let alone dress in jeans and flannel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, so, yes. like, slams the front door closed. He slams all the window shutters closed. With his mind, he's like, no one's going nowhere. Yeah, completely seals the house. And also... Yep takes the gun he like the <gasps> that's or right. dean like doesn't he try to draw the gun dean and... like when the door closes dean like is like uh-oh and goes to reach for the gun but not fast enough because max is able to telekinetically pull it from his waistband and it slides like slides to him the... on the ground yeah. mm-hmm. and, and he picks it up to... so he takes it and alice is freaking out and he just 
telekinetically shoves her into the kitchen island and she gets knocked unconscious. Sam, at gunpoint, you know, tells the truth. He says, okay, no more lies. We're not priests, but I know what you've been doing this whole time. You killed your right. father. Right, Max is like, what are you talking about? Uncle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and you were you about this. to kill your stepmother with a knife, weren't you? Yeah, and he's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, oh, you mean you weren't about to just drive a knife through her eyeball? And he, like, points to his to his face. And Max is like, oh. <laughs> busted. And he convinces Max to speak with him for five minutes as long as Dean and Alice go upstairs and out of the way and it'll be just him and Max. Dean isn't very happy with that. He's like, there's no way I'm leaving you with this guy. And Sam lays like, let me do this. Yep. Sam pulls out his Sam bedside manner. I wish we could come up with a saying. I know. Like an actual word for his, for Samness. Yeah. Sam is sitting with Max in the living room. Max is... With his mind spinning a letter opener on the end table. It's, yeah, it's kind I think, of kind of a threatening move, you know, but like, just so you know, yeah, I, I can, can still, do this. It's yeah. half a half a boredom thing, you know, like. It's kind of like a fidget spinner, almost. Exactly, yes, you know? that's, that's what I was going for. He's he's concentrating on two things at once, which mm-hmm. is the, the, the letter opener, but also listening to Sam. Yes. And it's like, I... I have to do something like his mind is racing and, yeah, he's, and yeah. that racing is 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 uh affecting the the letter opener the spinning because it's like almost digging a hole into the, yeah. the table mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the point is spinning into the table. you guys can't see this on the podcast but i am perfectly <laughs> perfectly doing the motion of spinning um letter opener with his mind see yeah there it is right there <laughs> But Sam's being completely sympathetic mm-hmm. and yeah, totally. listening to him, and and Max reveals that he it wasn't he wasn't just beaten as a child. Like as as early as last week, his dad beat him up, and he, yeah. shows, he pulls up his shirt and he shows like he's got knife marks, he's got bruises. I mean, his dad tortured it's, him. It's awful, really. Yeah, it's just like you're kind of like, man, I'm glad that guy is dead. <laughs> right it's like i I, I get it yeah and and sam says you know why didn't you just leave and he said it wasn't about leaving max says i had to put an end to it the possibility of it ever happening again i had to i had to put an end to it i had to kill him yeah he was just it was about not being afraid anymore because he was tired of being afraid and when he found his abilities they were a gift to him since he was helpless his whole life. And once he had them, he's like, now I can finally do something. Right. Because his dad blamed him for everything, including his mom's death. And here right. is a big, big reveal. She died in Max's nursery. There was a fire. And his dad went on and on and on about how she was pinned to the ceiling and something really crazy happened. Ah! No, yeah, and yeah. Sam's face. I I felt so bad for Sam because he he, like every part of that reveal, he was just more and more, not stunned, but like the aha was happening. But it was like kind of a sad realization that somebody yeah. else was going through exactly what he was going through. Yeah, because it not a not a good shared experience. No. <laughs> you know, knowing I would that say not a note on the music here. Hmm. The composer specifically chose this moment to put the same music that was in the pilot episode when 
that stranger was in Sam's nursery. Remember when oh, Mary walks by right, and she sees thought it the person? Yes. Yeah. And all of that's happening. There's that like weird clangy atonal. Atonal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like clang, clang, clang. It doesn't really make any sense as far as melody or harmony goes. Right. Um, but it is what I will call the demon's theme song. So the composer was really excited about. He was like, "Yay! This is the moment where we can connect." the demon from the pilot and which is leading all of this you know right what's set set all of this in motion now yeah, he's coming like back but in you're a starting to way. see yeah. them yeah exactly exactly so you can see it you can almost see it in sam's face like right when he realizes that it was the same thing you can hear those like ting, uh-huh. ting, ting, uh, ting, ting. See, i didn't i didn't hear it i think i heard it later because i made yeah, a you mental note that i heard it later and I didn't hear it in this later. moment. So that's, that's, oh, that's great. But yeah, Sam says like, oh my God, Max, this means something. My mother died the exact same way. The nursery, the fire, the pin to the ceiling. Right. And uh, our abilities. Like, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They started six, seven months ago, right out of nowhere. And Max is like, uh, how did, how did you know that? Maybe your dad was drunk too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but D, uh, Sam is like, this is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. we can work together. We can figure this out together. Oh my gosh, what does this mean? No, now I have a, you know, a, There's a partner a lead. in. Yeah, yeah, let's figure we, this out together. Don't you know get, what this means? Yeah, we can get answers. You know, you yeah, just have to let me and Dean and your stepmother yeah. go. You're not alone. Let's let us help you. Max it, um in my opinion, it seemed like Max was just too far gone. You he know, was too he, far gone. And yeah. I think he knew that too. Yeah, because one of the things I thought about this last time after watching it was the murders are pretty grisly. You know, he didn't yeah. just kill them. He yeah. like murdered them viciously. Yeah. You know, yeah. like so the first that... one, maybe not too bad. But then the second one was like, <laughs> yeah. And th- then, you know, the vision of, of the knife murder. I'm like, that's yeah. not something that a little, you know, boy would have done. You know, I'm yeah. not saying he's a little boy, but no. I was like, there's there's a part of him, like, they killed his his inner, they killed his goodness. Yeah. yeah. So he was just going to continue to get worse. Yeah. You know, there was a part of him that wanted to see this carnage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, sits there, he thinks about it for a little while. You know, he takes, there's a moment where he's just kind of silent and you can see him kind of running it through yeah. his mind. But he says, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. He's just not, I think he's he not convinced. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knows he has to do this. And then nothing against Sam and Dean. He's just like, I got it. I have to. Yeah. Shove Sam into a closet because Sam tries to stop him. And right. uh, like, with his mind. With his and, mind. Yeah. <laughs> and and moves a like a dresser or something. Like a credenza. Of, like this big, yeah. heavy, like. A big ass piece of furniture in really front of the Really intimidating door. looking piece of furniture in front of the closet door. And Sam's like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, he still <laughs> wants to help. He's like, I can still help you. You know, you don't have to do this. He's still, right. Sam isn't worried about himself. He's like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And he doesn't want uh, Max to do it, not necessarily because of the murdering, but he's also like, he doesn't want Max to have to go that far. Right. So the next scene you see is Max going into the room where Dean and Alice are, because Dean is tending to Alice's wounds. With his mind, throws Dean into a wall, like, with yeah. enough force to break the wall. <laughs> right? There's a, Yes. 
I did love that there was a, a, a typical Dean, son of a bitch, yeah. uh, thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. He picks, he physically, with his hand, picks up the gun. And Dean walks towards him like, all right, little kid, I'm just going to take this gun out of your hand. But then Max lets go of the gun and it's still hanging in midair. Yep. And this is what I thought this last time, which I didn't think before, is like, this is the first time Dean has seen... Um, the power? Some, yeah, the, yes, the telekinetic power. Because before it's always been Sam in his mind, so Sam knows what he can do, really. Oh, right. And even when he pulls the gun from him the first time, it's more like it slides in right. on, the like on the floor towards him. Yeah. But he doesn't see it like physically being like floating in the air. Uh, right. Not just floating in the air, but he has control of it. You know, he takes the he gun, like cocks he cocks it, doesn't it, he? Mm-hmm, yeah, and points it towards Alice. You know, it's a very they're very deliberate motions, and yeah. kind of see on Dean's face like, whoa, Ooh, what yeah. the fuck? What well, interesting though, you say that because Alice doesn't really take note of that. She's more yeah. just like Max, what are you doing? As opposed yeah. to what, <laughs> what yeah. is happening what? here? Yeah. She's more like, you know, a scolding mother, like, oh, Max, yeah. this isn't how we treat people. What are you doing? <laughs> and Dean, ever the hero, says, you'll have to go th- through me first. And Max says, okay. And, and shoots Dean in the head. Yep. And splatters him all over the wall that he just got thrown into. Yeah. This and... was the, this was the second out of the two scenes that they show more oh, gruesome. alternate? Yes. Oh, where they show well... the bullet physically going through Dean's <gasps> forehead. No. I think that uh that would have been too much for an audience member. I think it was very jarring. Yeah. I think it would have been too hard for people who are invested in Dean yeah, to see that happen to him. It was very jarring to see. And this was um I think they took those out. It was either because the network told them to, or they figured that the network would tell them to, because they oh. they try to push the envelope with the violence and the gore and gore. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Gamble, out of the pair of these writers, she really loves. You know, she's like, yeah, just the the gorier the better. You know, she's oh, all way about to go. it. <laughs> um, but and they pulled back on these two. Okay. They're like, you know, maybe maybe this is a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the splatter was pretty graphic yeah. without the brains. So, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of blood on the wall. So, And then to see Dean dead on the floor with a bullet hole in his forehead. Yeah. And, of course, you realize that it's it's a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now now we see Sam. Yeah, like, he's back in the closet. In the mm-hmm. closet. And he does that, uh, like, no! Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the credenza thing slides away from the closet door. And I loved this moment because as much as we were like, whoa, Sam just moved the credenza. Mm-hmm. Sam was like, whoa, yeah. I just moved the credenza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Not funny. It's not funny, but it's no. that moment of, of discovery. Yeah. Of, yeah. Where, and he, he like, didn't know taps he do the that. closet door, you know, like, did I? Am I, I do am, that? I, am I free? Am I good yeah. to go? And thankfully he is free. And yes. he like runs upstairs and is able to burst into the bedroom door before the, the killing actually happens. Oh, yeah. Just in time. It's like right when Max is about to pull the trigger for Dean yep. is when yep. Sam bursts open the door. In fact, I thought the bullet had or the gun had went off. 
um, with the noise that the door made. It sounded almost oh. like the gun had went off. I was just like, ooh, no. Oh, no. Even though I've already seen this before. You know? I know. It's like, <laughs> it's how like, many times can Sam happen. fail in one episode, you I know? know. Well, um, well, you, you say that, but... But then the next part is, you know, Sam is still, still trying to convince Max, you know, please don't do this. This is not the way, you know, this is not going to solve anything. Right. And Max takes a moment and he says, you're right. And then shoots himself. Yeah. Which, which again was another jarring scene of like. Right. I thought, well, you assume he, he's just going to turn and shoot Alice. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, you're right. Bang. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. He turns the gun on himself and kills himself. Mm -hmm. And it's Sam's face when he sees this is it's just so heartbroken for Max, you know, and for himself. You know, it was it was a it was a path. It was a lifeline. It was answers. And all of it just got like shut down. Mm -hmm. You know, door was closed and no more answers. No, no chance of discovering yeah. what's happening to him yeah yeah and plus max killed himself which is also horrific right and i'm sure he blames himself too for it <clears throat> well because he's sam yeah so the next scene the cops are there and alice is giving her a statement she's already been bandaged up you know so things have already yeah. been set in motion for a while you know who knows what has gone cops on are this. there like they're investigating yes. and yeah yes. questioning yes. her and she's very numb you know, when she's giving her statement. and she, But she's still covering for the boys. You know, she says that they're family friends instead of, you know, priests that I just met three days ago. <laughs> she didn't know where the gun came from. Yeah, she that they fought Max for the gun. And the cop was like, well, where did Max get a gun? And she's like, I don't know. He must have just, he must have brought it. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, I, I'm still not convinced that she was trying to cover for them. Or if if she was like in her she was herself in denial about what actually happened. Oh, you know, because oh, hey, she yeah, was she, she was knocked out for most of like Sam's little speech. You know, him saying like, "Oh, right. I saw you move things with your mind," and, oh, and right. So maybe she's doubting what she saw and what she, what actually happened. Right, or maybe, and also if she was the type of person to just stand there while her stepson was being beaten and not doing anything yeah. maybe she was just telling herself something else was happening right. maybe this was another case of that maybe she was just telling herself like oh i don't know max i don't know you must have just I had know. a gun somewhere and yeah yeah these priests are kind of family friends i don't know i wasn't <laughs> sure what what her motivation was in that scene yeah i forgot to mention because you had talked about the the sound and the, the demon uh, uh orchestration uh-huh. it, going back to the scene uh when max had the gun and was levitating it and was going back and forth between shoot dean shoot alice that's yeah. when i heard the yeah the sound it's and there it, too mm-hmm. yeah for i it reminded me of because it's not like you said it's not melodic it's not music it's sound yeah and it sounded to me like the um you know when you get off the ride at disneyland after the haunted mansion there's like the mm-hmm. ghost bride who, as you're exiting, is saying, hurry back, yeah. hurry back. <laughs> it sounded like that. It sounded like a woman whispering menacingly, not quite as sing-songy as that, but it sounded like there was definitely, there was a voice in that mix saying mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, hurry back. <laughs> you know, while she's giving her statement at the end, you know, she just says, like, she's lost everyone. She's... 
I mean, she's destroyed because she literally has lost everyone. She's lost her husband. She's lost her brother-in-law. She's lost her stepson. Her stepson, yeah. And I, I honestly was torn whether I felt bad for her or not. <laughs> you know, me me too. I, I think what made me feel bad for her is after she says, like, I've lost everyone, mm -hmm. um, nobody responds. You know, the cops who, are, who was taking her statement is like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I have any more questions, I'll I'll contact you. And yeah. even Dean and Sam don't say don't respond to her her anguish. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what I think made me feel bad. I was like, oh, why didn't anybody say anything to her in that particular moment? Yeah. yeah. Um. And maybe they did before the cops got there. You know. Right. You know what? Who knows how much time had passed or. Or maybe they also maybe they felt the way that Max did, you know. Maybe they're like, "Well, you didn't, yeah, you didn't help solve the problem." I don't know, but in order to keep the scene moving, they just the cops said, "Okay, right. guys, go," and they did. Right, <laughs> right. I think, yeah, I think if it if the scene had ended a little bit differently, I wouldn't have had the sympathy I had for her in that moment. Yeah. So when the boys are leaving, you know, Sam is being Sam and just you know thinking of the different things that he could have said to make it go different, you know, yeah. to save Max, how he could have approached it differently. And, you know, Dean's like, you can't beat yourself up with this. You know, this, I think this was always going to end this way. Yeah. And then Sam says that they're lucky that they had dad, all things considered. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Which is like the most unexpected thing for us to Sam hear him say. say. Yeah. Yeah. Even and not Dean only for is us to like, hear, but Dean is what? like, what? <laughs> you know, you and dad, not not so tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right. Sam is like, had he, you know, been if he drank more and hunted less, you know, would we have been the the abused sons? Which yeah. is very telling about what they know about John, which is that he could have gone that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it he was didn't. interesting to see two situations play out exactly the same. You know, two mothers being yep. burned alive, you know, pinned to the ceiling, and how. You know, the families reacted, you know, one. Yeah, and the husbands, yeah, one became a, a hunter and a mm -hmm. vigilante in a, in a good mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And the other became an abusive son of a bitch who beat his son and blamed him for, you know, a supernatural death of his, his wife. And yeah, so they're um, back at the motel. Sam's kind of breaking down this whole situation even more. Wondering, you know, why is the demon after them? Why did it choose him and max. and max what yeah. are these abilities about what's going on he makes it sound like the demon picked them because of their abilities yeah yeah mm -hmm. and and dean is like no it's that's not it he's dean isn't having that he's like if he wanted you he would have taken you so it that he said you are a normal person max was a normal person this has nothing to do with who you are it's yeah. the demon the demon yeah. did this yeah, yeah. Dean is very cut and dry about this thing. He's just like, this is about the demon that killed our mom, and we're gonna go hunt it and kill it. Yep. The end. Yep. Yep. Sam still has a lot of questions, you know. And you know, to be fair, Sam is the one with the abilities, you know. <laughs> this is <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Burdened at this point. He's yeah. Burdened yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. But so... that's also very victim esque. You know, yeah. the victim always asks, "What did I do?" to make this thing to happen this. Mm -hmm. yeah to deserve it what did i do and not in the sense of why me but in the sense of what have i done yeah like what did i do to make this happen yeah and that's 
I have to give the writers props for this, mm-hmm. this character development of Sam's, which is very true to the to the victim psychology. Right, right. But amidst all this talk, Sam admits to Dean that he moved the dresser right, like Max his... did with his mind. <laughs> and it, it, Dean went from this moment of like he's been cracking jokes for a while, stops for a minute and says, oh. Takes it in for a moment. <laughs> And then gives him a spoon and says, bend this. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam is like, well, I can't turn it on and off again, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. It was, you know, I reacted with adrenaline like a punch, you know. Yeah. I think he refers to him as a spoon bender earlier, too. Uh, Dean refers to Max as I a spoon bender. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, that's a movie quote? Is that a movie reference? It's from, what I believe it's from is from The Matrix, where Neo goes to see the Oracle and he's in the room with all the gifted people who think that they might be the one. Um, and there's this bald kid who has a spoon in his hand and he's like twisting it in all kinds of contortions. Oh, okay. And he hands okay. Neo the spoon and it's like, what you have to remember is that there is no spoon or something like that. So then it was a, <laughs> then Neo says it later, like there is no spoon. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that deep of a reference. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I thought they were just referring to this guy back in like the late 70s, early 80s, who was like on all the variety shows because mm-hmm. he could, I'm using air quotes here, bend spoons with his mind. And so his his thing on TV was he would just stand there with a spoon in front of him and it would go, whoop, you know, and it would just bend straight down. But yeah. he was a guy like who was on like the Tonight Show and did all the variety yeah. things. So I thought that's what they were referring to. But I was like, that is a way back reference. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is still somewhat serious though as much as oh, Dean yeah, has yeah. tried to you know take Lighten all the air mood. out of the balloon yeah he Sam is taking it all very seriously yeah he's really worried about himself and then and then Dean says well you know what you're not going to end up like Max because you have something that he doesn't which is me as long as I'm around nothing bad is going to happen to you Oh, Which was Sweeney like, Todd oh. reference. <laughs> Nothing's, Nothing's gonna, gonna harm you. you. Not wind around. around. I don't know if that was probably an unintentional Sweeney Todd uh, yeah, reference. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dean approaches him and said, well, I know one thing that we got to do with all your premonitions. Go to Vegas. Vegas and then baby. gives a smirk. Cue the plucky supernatural music. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We will clean up on the craps tables. Sam's just like, uh, fuck it. Yeah. That's a rolled eyes moment. Yes. Sam's like, oh my God. Uh, Fine. I'll be in the car. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. But But what I. Yeah. You and I had the exact same thing. So go ahead and say (laughs) it. I really loved about this moment is while the plucky music is going on, you can see on Dean's face, like the change of like, ha ha, I just made a joke to, I am very worried about what's happening here. And with that face comes the music change to the, you know, it stops the pluckiness and goes to just like, yeah, Yeah, it's like dark drive away music. It's not, you know, on to the next, Yeah, you know, it's, we are stepping into something. We're heading into something dark. Yes. But he doesn't want Sam to see that he has this feeling. You know, he right. he keeps he's the funny face in front of Sam and is protecting him in this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's the big brother. That motel room, I just want to say, <laughs> was like all things to me. It had like trees <laughs> in it. 
Yeah. It, it was like a log cabin with trees and a million taxidermy things on the wall. And and I have to admit that I think I stayed in a motel very much like that. <laughs> because when I checked in at the, at the front desk, uh, there was a sign that said, please do not clean kills on the bathroom counter. And I asked the, uh, I asked the, the front desk person concierge, I was like, it, is this necessary? And she's like, if there's a sign saying don't do it, it means someone's done it and it's necessary. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, people are like cleaning animals. They're, they're oh kills. And they get, yeah. So I've stayed in a motel quite like that. Sammy, I wanted to give you a heads up that um, remember the house plant I, I bought you when you first moved to LA? <laughs> yes, the one that would never die. <laughs> that would never die, despite your, your valiant efforts and mine as well. Or, or well, neglect. My, um, <laughs> well, my niece has now been taking care of that plant. And so this plant is now, what, 10, 11 years old? Oh, God. Maybe? No, not that no. old. I don't All think. right, eight. Yeah, maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. It it has survived two fairly neglectful people taking care of it over the years. Um, but now uh, my niece has been taking care of it. And it has like a little, it has a new little sprout. Oh my and goodness. it's so cute. And, but I also noticed that it was, it's in a, it's in this like great little pot. I was like, oh, you know, it'd be perfect for this pot now for mm-hmm. this plant that's like lived is a new hanging, um, uh, a plant pot hanger. holder plant yeah. hanger is that what they're mm-hmm. called yeah yeah yeah. and uh my uh since we've been doing shout outs to people who are doing things that they wouldn't normally do because of the pandemic mm-hmm. my uh one of my assistant stage managers who was a stage manager in her own right uh but during the pandemic started her own business uh called um heat and hearth and she's and she makes plant hangers essentially but she mm-hmm. makes them out of like leather works and um it's well let me read you the description of her page it's called okay. home and body accessories with a kinky edge so it's not Ooh. just like leather it's yeah. like bondage looking it's like s&m type it's of... very suggestive of s&m yeah there's yes. these o-rings and rings and the... leather crosses oh yeah. it's just really cool it's not something that you're going to see in every home definitely yeah, that's not true i mean i have a bunch of those macrame ones um that i made which i also <laughs> like Right. But when I saw these, I was like, oh, my gosh, these are amazing. And I yeah, want a, one of every color. Because she's got all these different colors, too, right, which is awesome. Not just black with silver. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, like, rose and red and brown and all and these. There's, like, a periwinkle. Uh, oh, some, right, right, right. Yeah. See, now, she also made a wallet, which I don't think is posted on her uh, Etsy page. But yeah. I've seen it, and I want it. She's not done perfecting <laughs> it, which is why she won't post it yet. Ah. But... If you are interested in any type of um, conversation piece, just something a little spark in your in your in your house, and you love plants mm-hmm. <laughs> and wallets, um, go to Heat and Hearth. It's one word on Etsy. Her name is Emily Barber, and I'm so proud of her. It's such a cool little side shoot from you know opera. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know? Um, and her stuff is really cool and it's all hand done. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, well-made. So check her out on Etsy, Heat and Hearth. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, please check us out on all of our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram 
at salt and burn this pod our twitter is at salt and burn this give us a like give us a follow give us a comment a message and subscribe and rate and all of that you know just the the shameless begging never ends (laughs) it will it will continue we will apologize now but it's gonna keep coming oh yeah yeah this is going to be regular but also but enjoy the social media that we post it's uh, it's valerie works very hard putting all of these gifts together she hand (laughs) makes them she should go it's into fun. business being a gif maker <laughs> or, or chif maker if you're one of those Ugh, people. Whatever. G-I-F. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun pulling out the, the moments that yeah. I hope everyone else uh, can refer to. So enjoy right, them. Right. I, I hope mm. you enjoy them as much as I enjoy them. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week for The Benders. Benders. I... I I hate to say it, but I always think of blenders in the grass, which is a pun, a pun on splendor in the grass, but it's a smoothie shop. Benders, blenders. In the, anyway. Wow. what? Uh, that's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, because what it is, isn't the bender something that happens to you when you, um, if you're deep diving? The bends. Or sco- scuba. Oh, the bends. Yeah, okay. that's the bends. That's if you surface too fast yeah. um, from depth. That's yeah. the bends. <laughs> Okay. Which is nothing to do with this episode, nor neither of these things. Neither, have no, anything to do with there are no smoothies <laughs> in the Benders episode. I don't know why it's even called Benders, by the way, because having watched part of it, I'm like, it's their last name. It's <gasps> their family's last name. Stop. Yeah. Oh, see, I was reaching. I was looking for why, why Benders, <laughs> why? Be- it's their name. Wow, clever, clever supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you really. <laughs> I'm going to go with my idea that there should have been smoothies. A smoothie um, shop. I agree. I could go for yeah. a smoothie. So, anyway, tune in next week to see what it's really about and whether or not smoothies show up. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>